Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. I hope you're doing well. It's going to get a little cold up here in the mountains tonight, I think. But, uh, there's something that's been on my mind for a couple of days or weeks, but you know, it's uh, a little small thing, a little small verse and you know, there's a lot of times when you read these verses, you can glean a little more understanding from them, a little different, a little different than what you've always heard or been told growing up, or the or the typical response that sits in your head when you hear it. And this is the case with with these verses. Um, I recently picked me up a a new little Bible. It's a New Testament, and it's a it's a waterproof Bible. It's camouflaged, and it's, the pages are waterproof. And it's just, I thought it would be a neat little Bible and carry around. But I've got so many Bibles, and I just, you know, it's, um, I just can't get enough of them. It doesn't matter what I read. I just, I just can't get enough. I wish I could just memorize it all, but I guess... Every time I read a different one and I, I get different things out of it, that that's a positive. I'm learning things. God's revealing things to me. And, um, you know, my, my friends ask me about Bibles. And, you know, we've had this discussion before, some of us, and about the different translations and and up here where I live, there's a lot of churches that, you know, they will only accept one translation. But I, I hate to be deep beating a dead horse, but I just, I just think we've become so closed-minded. A lot of us have become very pharisaical. We've, we've become the modern-day Pharisees when. When I, is this what God wants us to argue about? I don't know. I just feel like this is what I'm supposed to talk about tonight, and it's really been on my heart. But what are we supposed to do? You know, the one thing I keep thinking about is my ministry and what my future plans are with it, which I've. I'm refocusing, and I got a different avenue of attack that I'm going to take and do some things differently here soon. Compiling material to help me do that. But uh, this verse, these verses just keep coming up. So I'm going to read them, and then I'm going to break them down with what I've been revealed. And I mean, I know, well, let me just read it. It's in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So, you know, a lot of times we're always talking about that's the Holy Spirit. You know, that's the kingdom of heaven. That's 
All we have to do is ask Christ to come into our hearts and to save us and forgive us our sins. And, and bada bing, bada boom, it's a done deal, right? But if you read a little more, he says, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Right? Hold that thought. And then he says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And then he says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. You see, we all always forget that last verse. We just talk about seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be given to you. And it will be opened. But he's telling us to do what we want to be done to us. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you, right? The golden rule, right? But the big caveat is he asks... He says, What man there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? Do you do that to your children? Do you, you know, this is very, I call it two-dimensional reading. We're reading the words. There's no... There's no uh, perspective on what's going on. We we can't put it in, in relationship to the environment he was in. But he's just basically saying, if your kid asks if they're hungry, are you going to give them a handful of rocks to eat on? You know, if, you're, if they're asking for a fish, are you going to hand them a snake? Um, now, <laughs> let's take that and transpose that. Let's take that ma- metaphor and put it in a different perspective. Jesus said, He did not, that, He said, the well do not need doctors, the sick need the doctors, right? He didn't come to heal the sick. He can't, I mean, the, the well, He came to heal the sick, right? Who's the sick? Who's the hungry He's talking about in this? These verses, even though he compares it to your children, but he closes it with, you do also, if you want men to do to you. So he's talking about everybody. If you're striving and begging for the word and you shut people down, you shut people down in your church, you shut people down because of the Bible they use or don't use, Are you giving them a stone? You know, I absolutely love, love Hebrew. I took the class. I can't read it. I love languages. I I can't speak them. I wish I was fluent. Hebrew just looks so, oh man, it's just, to me, you pick up a Hebrew Bible and look at it, it just exudes God to me. 
I can't read it. I want to read it. But if I go to somebody and ask them that I need a Bible, and they hand me a Bible that's written in Latin or Chinese or Polish, what good's it going to do? You might as well be giving me a stone, right? You know where I'm going with this. The translations we use today. There's, I mean, on my phone, I've got 15 or 20 different translations. I heard a guy reading the other day. He was reading that Bible called The Message. Oh, man, that is a paraphrase. That's something else. If you've never read The Message, look it up on a Bible app and read it. And uh, then there's the New Living Translation. That's another one that some people say is really corrupted because it has a few words out of it. But you know, let me tell you something. Years ago, I worked in this place. And I didn't have a good set of people around me. To ask. So I went Bible shopping. And I laid out Bibles on the floor. And I looked at them. I read the same verses over and the different ones and different sections so I could get different, you know, perspectives on translations and what I can understand. Because I'm going to tell you, I got a King James when I was baptized when I was a kid. I've had my grandmother give me a King James. I've had people buy me King James because, you know, that's the thing you do. You just buy the King James, I guess. And I cannot read a King James. Can't do it. I read it for about two minutes and throw it down. I never could. I, I, I planned when I was a kid to read through the Bible, and every time I started, I just threw it down. But this day... I'm in the bookstore, and I'm praying and going through these books, Bibles. And I picked up the New Living Translation. That was the one that I brought home. It was a study Bible. And let me tell you, when a book catches your, sp your soul and your spirit you know you've got the right thing, right? And I read that book, and I read that book, and I read, and I read, and I carried it to work, and I read in breaks, and I read whenever, and I read through that Bible in no time. I had notes in the back of it, lots of questions that just came to my mind, but I read and after I got through, guess what? Started again. And this kept on kept going on for some time. I guess you could say that's when God called me back to him. And I started making it a point to read 
and devour as much as I could. And then I started picking up other translations along the way. Oh man, I've got I've got a Geechee Bible from South Carolina. I've got an Arabic Bible. I've got that doesn't mean it's Islam. It's a it's a New Testament in Arabic. I've got a Geneva Bible which predates the King James Bible. By the way, the Geneva Bible is the first Bible to have uh, verse numbers and chapter numbers put in the Bible. Bet you didn't know that. I've got an Amish German Bible from the 1800s. I've got an old Bible from Germany from World War II that a, a pilot carried. I've got, I've got all kinds of Bibles. I got the Jerusalem Bible. I got the Jewish version from the Samaritans, their version of the Old Testament Torah, which is a little different than the Jewish New Testament. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. Matter of fact, I got another one that's supposed to be here Monday in the mail. It's a new little pocket Bible that's it's turned sideways. Instead of the regular ways you when you open a book, it's turned sideways so you can read more. But it works for me. It works for me. And you know, I, I sat down in the association's office in this county years ago, and he told me, if you will just use a King James Bible, I'll put you in any church you want to go. I said, you're asking me to compromise how I'm called? He goes, no, I'm just asking you to use a King James. And I said, well, why don't you use a a New Living Translation? He said, oh, I can't do that. That, That'd go against my calling. I said, but you want me to go against my calling? I I feel called to preach the word to people that will understand it. You know, John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He doesn't say, In the beginning was the 1611 King James Bible. Nowhere. There's no footnotes in the Bible that says the King James was first or the best. There's nowhere in the Bible that even says we should use a Bible. But the Bible does say that we should cherish the word and put it in our heart. Don't be a stumbling block to people. Don't give them a stone if they ask for bread. What is bread? What is the manna that Christ has given us? That's his sacrifice on the cross to die for us for our sins. If people want Christ... Don't be a hindrance to them. Don't be a stumbling block. Don't give them something they can't read. Or don't tell them not to bring something in your church. We're coming up on Easter. And you know, I just, I'm reminded, I think about it every day. I think, when I think about what he's done for me in my life and my family. And I have the ability. God's blessed me with the ability to to read 
and enjoy reading his Bible, his word, in a translation that I can understand. Why would you not want that for anybody else? Which exactly, the last verse, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. You know, the Jews in the old period, well, even today, had a little prayer on their doorpost. They touched them every time they go in and out of the house. They had tassels on their clothes so that they were covered by the word of God. Luckily for them, Hebrew is Hebrew, right? They didn't have the New King James. They're in the Old Testament. The Jews still are. They're in the Old Testament. So nobody's came and changed things up for them. But we have the beauty and the privilege of having God's Word, even on our phone, whatever translation you want, Latin. Greek, Aramaic, German, Polish. God gave us the great commission to preach the gospel to the corners of the earth, and he didn't put a footnote on what translation to use. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know I'm beating a dead horse and on my soapbox, but... Like I said, this has really, really, really been on my heart to the point of it's occupied my time and my day, no matter where I'm at, where I am. And when I sat down to do my podcast, it's nothing else, nothing else when I prayed about it. Did I get any peace about? Remember, God died on that cross for each and every one of us. And he only asked us to do one thing. That's to share the gospel. Well, to believe in him, of course. But then to share the gospel. And you've got so many resources at hand. Don't hamstring yourself to something that is a stone to somebody or a serpent to somebody. Feed them. Feed their soul with the Word of God and the flavor that they want. This is Pastor Chip. Thanks for putting up with me. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Be safe.